hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Phil Golfie and Rick Zamprin. Little hesitation. I'm not sure if you wanted to give <laughs> Phil any credit for being in studio today. It was a late night last <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, was it really? Wow. Uh, hey, let's get right to it. We have a, a host of topics we're going to get to today. Um, some fun, some uh, for some people not so fun, depending on uh, which side of the fence you're going to be sitting on. But we're going to talk about uh, Santa Claus visiting the golfy team office tomorrow. That's going to be a yes, lot of fun. Absolutely. That's going to be great. How does he find time to make time for you guys? I mean, well, he's a busy guy. Well, he only deals with the top real estate teams in <laughs> Canada. So uh, we were chosen uh, for this area. Nice. So, uh, yeah, no, we're looking forward to it. He's going to be at... Uh, at our office uh, on uh, uh, tomorrow, yeah. Sunday, uh, between two thirty and three. Uh, sorry, between two thirty and four thirty, mm-hmm. we have we have parking at, at our place. We're at one Markland, right at the corner of Markland and James Street South, right by St. Joe's Hospital. Uh, it's it's a free photograph with uh, with uh, Santa Claus, and uh, bring the kids, the grandkids, uh, bring your spouse. Uh, your parents, anybody that your uh, anybody that uh, that's uh, you know human. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can bring pets too, right? Uh, well, to, to uh, you know what, no? we'll, we'll take probably some small pets okay. there. Um, Don't bring hard because Mar- sometimes anyway, they, right? when the pet comes into the house, they're like, oh, all, all of a sudden squatting everywhere. <laughs> we have to be careful with that. Yeah, it is a business. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but no, definitely come. Uh, the, we got professional photographer there. We got nice, uh, you know, uh, a brochure that comes together with mm-hmm. the picture. Uh, you get the picture uh, instantly, uh, and then we've got uh, hot chocolate coffee, nice. uh, cider, and um, and uh, cookies. And uh, yeah, definitely show up. We'd love to see you there. There's no charge, uh, but definitely uh, you don't have to buy a home from the golfie team. No, to get in. no, no, no. <laughs> you don't have to buy a home. Uh, we'd love to see you there. Yeah. And uh, there's no pressure. There's not like a sales pitch that we're trying to sell you a condo or anything right. like when you go to these resorts in uh, the Caribbean. <laughs> exactly. The timeshares. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but it's all good. It's all good. And it's a great way to avoid the lineups at the mall too. Yes, absolutely. Right? Uh, okay, lots to talk about today. Uh, we'll get into Chinese investors now looking at Calgary as uh, investment options. Uh, a few ways that uh, the real estate industry may change over the next few years. We'll also talk about the cannabis real estate boom in Smiths Falls, Ontario. And should you invest in commercial or residential real estate? We're also going to get to what I think is going to be a uh, impassioned um, uh, segment about chattels. But Phil, you wanted to start about uh, the seller's market. We discussed this last year and how Hamilton Burlington uh, is back into a seller's market. And, and this is obviously important for people who are both buying and selling homes. Yeah, this is something that we've seen trans- transition over the last couple months, probably last six months, how how we went to a, a little bit of a balanced market where inventory started to rise, mm-hmm. days on market started to go up. Um, and, and a lot of people had a, a lot to choose from. Now we're back into a seller's market where sellers have a little bit more leverage over buyers. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing more cases of multiple offers, even, even through the 
you know, through the September and November months. Um, and, and it should be interesting to see what happens in the spring. Um, we did notice that there was, even even as it was a seller's market, the expireds are up. There's there's a lot of expired listings that are that are happening right now, but there's also a, peop- a lot of people that still want to sell. So, yeah. um, you know, there's a, I think there's a lot of people that are going to be waiting until the spring to get that number that they're looking for. Right. Um, who, who maybe didn't get it this spring or this this winter. Um, and then we'll see, you know, we'll see a lot of listings coming up in the spring. Now, are those, this might be uh, hard to answer, but are those expired listings more so based on the price point or the type of home or location? I think it, it varies um, depending on, on where you are. Okay. Um, if, if you're, you know, if you're a townhouse or if you're a, if you're in that affordable price range under the 600, under the $400,000 range and you've expired, either it has something to do with the condition of your property or it's something to do with your price and, and, uh, and, and you're, you're, you're not there yet. Um, but when it comes to the higher end properties, the expired listings might, might've happened just because there's not a buyer pool there. Right, yeah. You could be priced right, but either it's not getting, you know, it's not getting exposed to the right people or it's not, um, or, or or the marketing strategy isn't there to, to present your listing. So who's more frustrated? Was it the pool of buyers who were trying to get into the market last spring when it was crazy, or is it the people selling their homes now because people are waiting, they're more patient? They can be more patient. Yeah, I think it's the sellers. Because I think there's a lot of sellers that are that have either purchased something, whether it's a new build or a new condo, or, or, or they're looking to move on and they need a certain number and they're not getting it, right? If you're a buyer, you you have you, you have control over where you're going to go. You don't need to buy something. And uh, in in that instance, so unless right, they've sold their home. And yeah, unless right. but but even even still, you, you know, it's easier to make alterations yeah. to to go live somewhere else than it is to make somebody pay for your property right. that that <laughs> that you need. So, yeah. we've seen a lot of, you know, cases where people people come to us and 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 they're saying, hey, you know, we need this house gone now, and we need it gone for this price because I paid X amount of dollars for my next home, mm-hmm. and it's closing on this date. And when you're put in that situation, it's a, it's a very stressful situation for for everybody involved. But it, it, you know, you got to make it happen in, in terms of trying to trying to achieve a sale. So you're really playing the role of psychiatrist now with yeah. people trying yeah. to sell their yeah. homes. But but when they say it's a seller's market, you, you have to understand. Um, stats are kind of sometimes uh, misleading uh, to a certain degree. Now, this is my opinion. I don't know what uh, Philip thinks about this. We've listed way more properties this year than we did last year. And uh, so... As a team. As I, no, I, no, no, no. Overall, generally, on I, I think on the... On, the, like the real estate association, real, I mean? Yeah. Okay. So what's happening, though, but a lot of houses aren't selling. Okay. So, but... but uh, when they say there's the inventory like six, like sixty forty, like sixty percent of the listings are selling. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the one thing is, but we're down seventeen percent in amount of homes selling. So if you delete two thousand seventeen, we're actually in a normal market. Right. Um, so like it's hard to say because we're in the trenches. Like I, like you know, Philip and I, we're in the trenches. We're dealing with the public. Uh, with the buyers and the sellers, and um, and when they're saying it's a seller's market, I, there's 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 a lot of ex- explanation that has to go with that. You can't just say it, we're in a seller's market because we're dealing with a lot of sellers. They're frustrated, mm-hmm. and and their houses aren't selling. But and the reason is is because there's more sellers out there, right. and uh, so the ones that are selling are the ones that you know the houses are unique. Uh, they're priced right. Um, they've uh, you know. 
like spent like it but the thing is or and they're at the price point where it's more affordable for the, the mass population yeah. so like yes it, houses are selling but there's way more houses for sale than ever before and so if if the stats show that 60 percent it's it's surprisingly 60 percent it is a strong number but there's a, a big 40 percent that aren't, but I don't know. Like I, yeah. I find it hard to believe. Like we're we're buying, we're in the selling and buying process, and uh, I I wouldn't call this a seller's market. Hmm. I I'll tell you, I think it'll be a seller's market in the new year. You're going to see an influx of inventory starting in in uh, in the January February March. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be. I think it's going to be one of the craziest markets uh, in in inventory wise in five years because we've never had this many expired listings I, I, I can't remember when the last time there, there this many homes uh, didn't sell like there's a lot of homes out there aren't selling and they're expiring and, uh, the, and the bulk of them are gonna expire at the end of, of December and they're gonna go back on the market and uh, and th they're gonna be priced more accurately and those will sell because they already went uh, a kick at the cat didn't sell it uh, now, so they're going to take another ch shot at it because they need to sell. There's a, if you if you're mm -hmm. selling, there's they there's a reason. Either they're downsizing, relocating, they, they can't do the steps, the two story, every, and all all different reason. But they will uh, definitely uh, uh, be an influx of inventory coming in a new year. There will be a lot of buyers also, and and it'll be a balanced market. But I but I think. Everybody's going to be coming out into the new year. I think it's going to be a good market for both sides. I find it really surprising that we have more listings this year because if you wanted to sell your home and get an incredible dollar last year, it should have been done last year. So why are more people putting their homes up for sale now as compared to a year ago? Well, we, we got we got a mature. It sounds, like, it sounds like they missed the market. That, well, some of them missed the market. Some of them uh, got into the market at the wrong time because we got, we got a lot of people that bought in the last 18 months. And they want to get like I, w I was just with some well we somebody that they bought in 2016 like September mm -hmm. which uh, which was a good was a good strong market 2016 was a fantastic market um, but and I don't know why they, maybe it was a wrong decision they moved in a lot of people bought houses in the last especially in 2017 without doing a home inspection. Now they're putting money into it and they're going, wait a minute, we got to get out of this place because we're going to have to put another, you know, uh, 50 or a hundred grand in this house. And they didn't do the home inspection. Some of them have as asbestos, vermiculite. They, they, all this stuff is coming out now because they didn't do a home inspection. Hmm. But a lot of people bought on impulse and it's not the right house for them. They, they, you know, like they, they went in. There was like ten other people wanting this house. They go, well, I guess if they want it, I want it. And meanwhile, they moved in, and they go, wait a minute, I think we made the wrong decision. So we, we're getting a lot of those. And um, some is some of that too that they were thinking, wow, this market is going crazy. I better get in now before I can ever get in. Yeah, yeah. There was a point in time where you, you didn't know when it was going to stop. Yeah. Like it was, it was insane. Yeah. It, people, people thought they have to jump in. Right. And and it's basically once they jump in, the inf once the inflation's still going to go up, but now they're part of the equity building of inflation, mm -hmm. yeah. and so it's yeah, and, and it stopped, and it and it. Uh, and in retrospect, if they waited, I don't know, eight months. If they waited four or five months, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it would have been, been, been fine. It would have been a different different story. Yeah. Like you got uh, uh, two houses on the same street, 
almost identical. You know, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, they built bungalows, mm-hmm. you know, single-car garage, three bedrooms, 1,200 square feet. Across the street from each other, one guy got 600. The other guy struggled selling at 450. Mm-hmm. So see the difference? Like 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 six months difference of 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 a market and so the guy that walked away at 6 uh, at 600 hopefully he didn't buy something else cuz he paid high on the next house but it balances out it balances out yeah. but we had we had a client we sold it at a high market and then 4 months later he buys in the low market so he he bonused out of that yeah, yeah. yeah. wow so. so you're expecting the spring we got about a minute left in this segment uh, you're expecting the spring to be crazy to a point where there's going to be a lot of activity but we're not going to see and and, and, there, and and there is a certain time to put your house on the market. Right. Now, if you call me, <laughs> I can, I can, if you call me, we can tell you the best time to get you the top dollar for your house. And uh, we're going to put out a segment on that like for a, a free evaluation. If you want to know when the best time to put your house on the market, most people think it, uh, it's, it's uh, a, a certain time, the general population. Right. But I'm going to tell you, I, I know this market really well. We sell a lot of homes. And uh, we know we know how it works, but but definitely there is a best time to put the house on the market to get top dollar. So please yeah. call. So call the Golfie team, uh, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Uh, they're all over social media, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page, and we are going to be coming back with a discussion about chattels. What are they? What do they mean? Uh, why it's important to you, all that and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Home, when my thoughts escaping, home, when my music's playing, home, when my love lies waiting silently for me. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. If you have a question for the Golfie team or a topic idea you would like to suggest and we can tackle it on a future program, email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Don't forget Santa Claus coming to the Golfie team office tomorrow. One Markland from 2.30 to 4.30 should be a fun <coughs> time. Chattels. What's a, yeah. chattel? What's a chattel, gentlemen? Well, first, let's explain the difference between a chattel and a fixture. Please. Right? So a, a chattel is a movable possession and personal property that can be removed without injury to the property, whereas a fixture is attached to the property. So an okay. example of a chattel would be um, would be like a couch, would be like a dining room set. A lamp. Would be a lamp. A fridge. A refrigerator. Um, a fridge. A stove. A fixture A fix- can be a gas stove because it is... There's a connection? There's a connection there. Ooh. You need a wrench and a, a disconnection there. So you have to be careful. Like an electric stove is just a plug-in. Yeah. Now that is a chattel. Yeah. But a gas stove a is a fixture. So you have to be very, very careful. So how about this? Uh, a washer and dryer. Because the washer 
is connected to a hose system to no, provide it's water. No, un- it, it unscrews. So you can unscrew it. it it's unscrewed. But what if you need a wrench to unscrew this hose? <laughs> well, no, no, no. So washer and dryer are usually not fixtures. Fixtures, okay. But a lot of times we put that into the listing to say washer and dryer not included. Yeah, okay. so so fixtures are always included in the agreement of purchase and sale no matter what. Yeah, like right? fixtures. And then and then your chattels is, is what you would have to add. There's um there's um there's a spot on, on the on the offer or the agreement of purchase and sale where you have to highlight every chattel that's included in the offer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes what we always recommend is is there's there's a lot of incidences and a lot of cases where where on closing where somebody walks into their new house they're just given keys and they show up and something's not there hey, they expect my... it to be yeah. there <laughs> and something and 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 there's always this loss in translation or a miscommunication hmm. and what happens is the first thing you do is you go back and read the agreement of purchase and sale to see what was included and if it's not clearly drawn out in that agreement that buyer doesn't really have a case so there's been a number of things is some people will change their appliances while they're selling and they'll <laughs> put they'll me. put wow. they'll put they'll put nice brand new stainless steel appliances they look good in pictures when somebody's walking through they look good everything looks good and the second that house is sold firm they'll go in and they'll they'll switch out for your old white appliances really? or, or 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 something like that and and in the agreement of purchase and sale you have to you have to highlight as viewed on a certain date or as seen in oh. photos or right. as or you put down you know uh samsung yeah you know because if you just put 20, fridge you know 36 inch wide stainless steel, yeah. stainless steel if you just fridge. put fridge stove washer dryer um all electronic light fixtures it doesn't describe anything uh-huh. right it's not it's not you know you got to make it you got to you got to put some specifics behind it so in that instance if you have an agreement and it doesn't have those specifics it just says you know fridge washer dryer the whole kit and caboodle you purchase the home and then you are you know moving into the house that day and everything is different do you have any recourse you do you do because you can go back and in, in, into the, pictures, the in, yeah. and look at the pictures okay. but if you don't want to get into that legal battle. You want to make sure that your your specifics are easily highlighted right. in the entire agreement. So, yeah. so, so that's that's one thing that we've seen. Another thing is is people using short forms, right? Yeah, um, electrical light fixture. So this started in Toronto. ELFs, elfs. When I first saw that come through, <laughs> I go, "What's an elf?" I go, "So." Um, so the Toronto agents, they always use short forms. I do not like using short forms mm-hmm. because if it ever had to go into court of law, the judge will say, what's an elf, yeah. right? And it should say all electrical light fixtures as viewed. So um, so I, I personally don't like that when I see that. And, I, and, and it's, it's not good. It's not, it's not good. You, you got to make a contract clear. The best way also when you do uh, have... Uh, chattels included. It's good to take pictures of everything, like yeah. especially, especially like like if it's a ga- like gas stove. Like uh, uh, sometimes they will not put the stove in, right? And they take it out. But really, legally, the buyer has the right to that gas stove that mm-hmm. is connected to 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 the wall. Like hmm. it's connected to a pipe. Mm-hmm. You need you need wrenches to disconnect. It's just like screwing in uh, a, a shelf on the wall. If it's screwed on the wall, you have to say. On there, either it stays or it doesn't stay. Usually, it, it's a fixture that right. is there that's screwed to the wall. But if you want it, you better just put it on there. Chattels excluded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you said it happened to you. It did. So in uh, in the very uh, probably six months of uh, six months to a year of me getting into uh, real estate, selling real estate, um, I had a client and he was in the appliance business. 
and he had all beautiful, nice, brand new appliances. Um, and, and there were his appliances that he was using. And uh, he, um, on closing day, he, uh, just before closing day, he switched them out. And everything, like we're talking two fridges, two stoves, two dishwashers, uh, washer and dryer. Like there was a lot of appliances. Wow. That's a there. lot of work. It is. And uh, it is a lot. It is a lot of work. <laughs> that's, like, that's going but a obviously, long way. But obviously he must have had a company that did it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll never forget uh, the guy that did it. And I'll never forget. Um, but sometimes people are just unaware. No, right? this guy sometimes, was aware. He sometimes, was just sometimes people are just unaware, and they'll mm. just like you know, let's put the new appliances in for pictures. They'll show really well, and then then they'll we'll switch them, thinking that what they're doing isn't wrong, right? But again, that's a lot of work. Well, you know what? For the, some people, they, they there's, there's got to be a premeditation. Well, obviously, yeah. there's a premeditation. Say, hey, this kitchen looks a lot better with these appliances, but you're not really going to get these. So back about eight, 18 to twenty years ago, people took their appliances with them mm-hmm. uh, from yeah, house to all house. the time. Yeah. yeah, now they don't. But back then. It was like, well, I'm not going to leave all these appliances that I got brand new and this <laughs> yeah, and that. Exactly. I paid so, for these. Yeah, I paid for these. Yeah. And uh, maybe the deal that the, where he was moving to, he didn't have appliances. Right. But legally, he shouldn't have. And it was uh, it was a lesson learned uh, on my part uh, back, uh, you know, 19, 19, whatever, 20 years ago, that be careful. If you're a buyer and you're buying uh, a house... And uh, and the appliances are there. Take pictures of the appliances. Take take the serial codes, like the the, the whatever you call it, the serial number, serial yeah. numbers of, of them, and and descript it, like you know, Viking, you know, uh, dishwasher right. and Viking fridge and Viking this, and it, it's that's more descriptive. Now, a lot of people when they sell privately, there's a it's a mess. It's it's a disaster because they they don't they're not they don't sell houses every day, so they. They end up having problems uh, after closing. Everybody, the money's exchanged. Now mm-hmm. you you have to go chase them. It's more of a hassle to do that. It costs, it, you know, how expensive it is to sue somebody. So, the thing is, if you're going to buy a house, write everything down. And and if you're selling a house, be careful. Is I always I always double check to make sure. Do you have anything screwed or bolted to the house mm-hmm. that you are taking with you that you don't want to leave? And and I always and when I'm reading the contract, I always read it twice, because what happens is when you're reading the contract to the seller, they're all, all the, the 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 number is the important thing. Sure. You want to know how much am I getting for right. my house? Yeah. So they here I'm reading it. Okay, they're offering you five hundred thousand dollars. Now all of a sudden they're thinking, okay, what do I sign back? And meanwhile, you're reading through the contract. <laughs> they're missing everything. They're yeah. missing everything else. So I I read them the chattels included. Are you okay? They want the fridge stove. They also want the deep freezer. They want this, 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 and that. Mm-hmm. And they go, yeah, 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 no problem. I go through the rest of the contract. But I always go back to the chattels included, always, yeah. and read it over again. I say, guys, okay, listen, I want to read this over again and, and make sure that you understand this. So I read it over again. Oh, wait a minute. I wasn't, I didn't, uh, no, I'm not going to leave that. So all of a sudden, it clicks in the second time when mm-hmm. I read it that, that, that they're not leaving that. So on the seller's part, um, as an agent, you should read it twice. Right. Read that twice to the seller so he understands. A lot of times, some sellers say, I don't, I, 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 I'm not leaving this. I didn't agree to that. And all of a sudden, guess what? 
Now he, now he has no choice because right. he signed off on yeah. it. So let me give you a scenario. There is a house with um, uh, some kind of artifact. Let's say it's a chandelier that was handed down from generation mm-hmm. to generation. This homeowner wants to retain it and is, you know, moving to another place. So, uh, you know, the, the agreement's all fine. Everyone has signed off. They've removed the chandelier. It's in their new place. Do they have to put something else up? Can they leave bare wires? How does no. that work? No. So, so that would be highlighted in the exclusions. Okay. Right? Because that, that would be a fixture. Right. Right? So if, if you want want to take a fixture with you and you're going to take it down and unscrew it and, and do whatever with it, you'll have to actually highlight that in the agreement. But if mm. you don't highlight that that's excluded, that's a permanent fixture. Right. That must be there on closing date unless it's highlighted as being okay. excluded. So if it is highlighted and everything's good, do you, do you have to replace that item? Say it's, it depends. Say it's a gas It depends. You know what? You it's sh- highlighted in the offer. If somebody, if, if the buyer wants it replaced, they'll say, yeah, replace it. If the buyer doesn't care, right. it doesn't. it's not a big deal. Usually you'll cap it off or usually they'll put a small little they'll Ikea. just put a cheap fixture. Yeah. 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 Fixture but I mean, I, I think if there's any question whether it's excluded or included, whether it's a chattel or fixture, you highlight it, right? And And if you know sometimes people think that that it's it's not a fixture and when it really is and then on closing it you know the thing you know the the specific item's gone and Mm -hmm. you kind of look around and everybody looks at each other when that if that was highlighted on the agreement in the beginning it you know there wouldn't be any question right and it happens a lot plants even plants it happens all the time i was gonna say we had we we told a funny story about this on the show remember the, the girl in welland she wanted to take her tree with her Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it does happen. Yeah. And, and I had to exclude in the agreement of purchase and That's sale. Right. On the on the exclusions, I put that tree in the backyard to make sure, right? Just yeah. just so she knew. And, you know, she filled it up. She took her tree and <laughs> delivered it to her new house and replanted it. And, and I had, but if, if, if the new homeowner showed up and that tree was gone, and I didn't highlight it or, or say anything. Yeah, That's going right. back they to me. Case, yeah. 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 Another big one, mirrors in the bathroom. Oh, boy. That one there, um, everybody expect, Everybody thinks mirrors are fixed in, into the bathroom. Right. And, and what happens is some homeowners, it's not, it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. All of a sudden, the seller, uh, uh, we, don't, we think the mirrors are fixed to the, to the wall in the, in the bathroom, mm-hmm. but they're not. A lot of them are hanging. They're just hanging there. So all of a sudden, new people move in, no mirrors. <laughs> So, I mean, it, it, it becomes a nuisance yeah. kind of a thing uh, because now you got to find a mirror that's going to look good well, in this bathroom. Well, the thing bathroom. is 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 you might not be happy with the mirrors that are already there, but at least you can take your time until you find something that you like. Sure. Instead of having to go buy something right away, like, you know what I mean, that morning or that day, yeah. and, then yeah. now, and then now you've purchased a mirror that you're not going to keep there for a while. Right. And then, you're and again, you're shopping for another mirror, yeah. right? Now you, now it's you, like, you, yeah. you blow dry your hair. It's, it's like, usually your part's on the left side. Now you put it on the right <laughs> you know side what, by accident. You know what it is? is people, <laughs> it's the shower curtain, right? When, when yes. you know, oh, yeah. you, you, you move into a new house, it's not, you know, it's somebody else's shower curtain, but you just need it for the time being until yeah. you go get your own, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's... Yeah, I, I don't know if I would use somebody else. I think I, I would pre-buy that. Anyway. The shower curtain? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It'd be going it's, in the garbage pretty quick. Yeah, yeah for yeah. me it would be. It's kind of a but I think people but you like hygiene a, thing for me. You wouldn't do it with the toilet seat. Wow. Well, we we, we sit There's on no toilet way. seats in public washrooms. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, a lot of people, yeah, you're right. Well, people, I don't know, toilet seats, that's a good question there. Yeah. I mean, you can buy them anywhere. Bring your own toilet seat. Bring your own toilet seat. <laughs> that might be the new chat. <laughs> that's it. The new fixture. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's a good question. Do you want the toilet seat at this house or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, tell them to take it. Yeah. <laughs> and this would this would apply to anything in the garage as well. Uh, yeah, every anything that's screwed or bolted. So let's say you put the house upside down. Anything... That anything that falls, screwed, anything that falls, <laughs> a big you can thing take. Is, 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 is people have really nice or they've really worked hard on garage shelving, 
right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and they have like these big steel metal shelves or, or, and it's, you know, organizers. And then all of a sudden somebody thinks that they're getting them, right? And, but they're not actually they're just packed. sitting there. They're, they're just, just sitting they're there. Just, yeah. And people will bring them with them. Right. So mm-hmm. on closing, people will go, you know, excited to put every, Oh, you know, we don't need to buy any organizers. We have all the shelves in the garage and they show up and the entire garage is empty. Right, so it's it's making sure that you put you know all shelving in the mm-hmm. garage or yeah. or something like that included in, yeah. the, in the agreement. I had somebody actually take light fixtures down. Really? Yeah, it was um it was it wasn't pleasant. So the uh, the client it was my client and took the light fixtures out, and uh, I think she was new at the selling process. And I said, listen, you you can't do that. Like I mean, like there's wires hanging everywhere. <laughs> And um, I said, this will cost you more money because the lawyer's going to hold back. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to close in, yeah. uh, today. And uh, so she had to bring the light fixtures back and get an electrician to rehook them up. Oh, geez. So they did a, a hold back. And uh, that's why it's always good if you're if you're rep- if you're a buyer to always walk through the house the night before. I sometimes like to do it the the morning of because if there's gonna if they're gonna do any changes, they're gonna do it like. Uh, very close to the right. closing date. Yeah. Let's move to uh, our next topic. Should you invest in commercial or residential real estate? Uh, if, if someone out there has money or is looking at investing in a property, is this fairly black and white or is there a lot of gray area here? Um, yeah, no, it's not black and white. It, it, it depends on you know your your investing capacity in terms of what you're what you're able to handle, um, your financial capacity. To for example, if you're investing in commercial, there's a way less you know, pool in terms of people looking for commercial properties right. than there are residential properties. Um, but but it, it depends where you are at, at, you know, in your investment timeline and, and, and what you're looking to do. You, um, yeah. you could end up having an empty unit for a long time uh, on a commercial unit mm-hmm. versus a residential. There's, there, you'll never have an empty unit on a residential so, uh, property. Right. Yeah, the thing about the commercial is, is the Landlord Tenancies Act does not cover the commercial property. So it's way easier... Oftentimes you hear these you you know these stories about people getting caught with bad tenants. Mm. That does not happen on the commercial side. It's way easier to get rid of a bad tenant on the commercial side. There's a number of of processes and policies. Yeah, you just that, lock the door on yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically. Sorry, you can, you yeah. If they don't pay, yeah, you can you can lock them out and 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 you know you, you're you're looking for a new tenant right mm-hmm. away. We're we're the residential side. There's a lot more processes. There's a lot more um you know little things that you need to do to get to evict somebody. Yeah. Let's let's uh, dive into this a little bit deeper in our next segment when we return here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. Past episodes on RobGolfie.com 
gmail.com and 900chml.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, email us, questions at robgolfie.com. Should you invest in commercial or residential real estate? Obviously, the amount of money you have, too, is going to predicate whether you go one way or the other. Yeah. The um, the, the one thing about commercial real estate, um, the 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 value, the appreciation value, I think, is a lot greater. Really, eh? I, I I think so. Yeah, I, you, uh, there's there's way more opportunity opportunity to earn way more money in commercial real estate, but there's a lot of restrictions when it comes to financing. It's really hard to get financing for commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. You often have to put you know fifty, sixty, seventy percent down, uh, depending on you know the, the leases, the the location, the building, um, and then and then secondly, it's hard to manage commercial properties on your own. Right, so often you're going to have to hire a property manager. You're going to have to hire somebody who's going to run it for you. In most cases, right now, some people can do it on 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 them by themselves if they get lucky with good tenants. Mm-hmm. Um, that they can they can do it on their own. Maybe if they have one or two or three units. But the second you start to build a commercial portfolio, you're going to need property managers. There's a lot of maintenance that goes into into commercial. Now you're dealing with with you know s- more slip and fall issues. You're dealing with consumers. You're dealing with parking lots. You want to make sure that you know you know the lawn cutting is good. You're making a property presentable to, parking to lots the public. Salted yeah, and you can get a, in a lot of issues with that. And then when it comes to to repairing commercial properties, it's not you know. There's a lot more things that you need to have access to in terms of finding people to to repair certain buildings, right? Mm-hmm. You're not just looking for for you know your uncle Bob to come fix you know a couple drywall patches. It's right. there's there's bigger issues when it comes down to bigger heating systems or bigger air conditioning systems mm-hmm. where there's you know substantial uh, a higher risk when 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 there's maintenance that or maintenance or roofs or or something that that can go on. But if you're if you're just getting your you want to dip your toe into you know real estate investing, right, the residential route's the way to go. Um, and, and then you can build up to that commercial portfolio. But if you want, if you want to see the greater returns, um, and, and, and you want, you want to dive right into it and, and have that opportunity to make a lot of money, it's commercials, definitely the way to go. There's probably going to be a lot of people diving into commercial real estate with, uh, cannabis stores going to be coming into yes. this province as of the spring. Obviously there's going to be some huge regulations around that, but, and that kind of leads into our next topic of, uh, you know, a cannabis fueled real estate boom in Smith's Falls, which is tied to the Canopy uh, Growth um, Company, that's uh, that's obviously uh, dispersing the province with uh, multitudes of marijuana and, and legal cannabis. Uh, but investing in commercial real estate and you know might be a, you know a huge boom in, in in the spring when these retail stores start to open. Oh yeah, and they're making a fortune. Uh, yeah. So like in Hamilton, uh, these cannabis uh, stores, I guess what. Um, it's legal, but not legal, right? They what what they're saying I think is there's a lot of the, the a lot of the illegal cannabis stores actually s- shut down yes. when it became legalized. Yeah. I think there was like sixteen no. in Hamilton. Well, because the, because the sh- government said, "Listen, we'll give you we'll give you a license when you can if you shut down. But yeah. if you stay open, we're not going to guarantee you, you getting a license." Am I yeah. correct and, about yeah, they that? They really totally. cracked down. Yeah, they really yeah. cracked down. Where they I think they raided on on in the same oh, day they raided like sixteen stores, yeah. and 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 that's when they kind of just said, you know what. You know, people just go go to the Ontario website. That's the legal way to yeah. do it. Um, you know, we're out of business, and you know, it's not worth getting the, one of those big, you know, fifty thousand dollar fines. And yeah. I think in in some but some occasions, the landlord was actually even at risk, where the landlord was getting fined for allowing the operation and mm-hmm. not evicting an illegal. Well, they, they, uh, they're store. they're making uh, the the fines. They're making a lot of money that 
they can afford to pay the fines. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I yeah. know, uh, like one of these cannabis stores made a, like close to a hundred grand in one day. Right? Yeah. They're right. doing like, like, like it's yeah. Like, it's, so, it's, but, but, but they're, they're not as popular as they used to be. I, right. I mean, even as six or seven months ago, it's yeah. that's, that's where a lot of people kind of, I think they probably see the greater returns come springtime when they're allowed to open legally yeah. and then and they'll say, then we'll and make our money. And the, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. So yeah. They'll, more ju- money. they'll just do it in the alleyway now. <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple of minutes to talk about Smith's Falls, which is seeing Smith's Falls, Ontario, which is near Ottawa, seeing a cannabis-fueled real estate boom. So Canopy Growth is one of the big, or if not the biggest, uh, marijuana producer and uh, is obviously set up in Smith's Falls, and there's a lot of people moving there to work there. Yeah, this is a great story. We saw, you know, Canopy Growth Corporation. They, this is where one of their main plants are. I think it's like mm-hmm. a, a 200,000 square foot warehouse that, that employs up to 750 people. They're, they, they're looking to grow. Um, this was a, a small town or a, a small, you know, almost almost like a little depressed town yeah. that didn't, you know, didn't have much movement in the real estate market. There wasn't a lot of development going on. And they've seen their real estate market grow by 20% in the That's last crazy. year. So it's 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 a good example of, of you know, how a, a, a company or, or Smith Falls attracted a, a, a nice corporation to be able to come into their city and, mm-hmm. and kind of revolutionize. And, well, and well, well, I'll tell you how depressed this town was. So from 1996 to 2016, only 196 new residential homes were built. Wow. So, like, and now uh, I guess they have proposed, what, uh, 63 new homes uh, in this coming year? Yeah. And uh, it's like it's like like a GM plant coming into your into your area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it shows you what what a corporation can do if you if you start to attract them, right? And then it shows you how big of an effect that can happen if if you lose it, Mm -hmm. right? We we've seen Welland lose a big John Deere plant. They've lost a a GM plant, and Uh, and there's a there's a lot of things that are going on that that have an effect on on the municipality or the local market. And to be able to attract you know companies like these and 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 have this you know the economics of it help help your little city you know th- there's now there's 750 new people that are stopping off at you know tim hortons on their way to work yeah. that are buying groceries at their local grocery store that are going yeah. to the drugstore yeah. it's a huge domino it's a huge domino not 750 it's 750 families, families. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so there's that's like 15 to 2100 new people yeah, yeah. Uh, one more break when we come back we'll talk about uh, some ways the real estate industry may change in the next few years you're listening to the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. Buying or selling a home, that number is 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Don't forget Santa Claus coming to the Golfi team office tomorrow from 2.30 until 4.30. That's at 1 Markland. Uh, right near St. Joe's Hospital. 
Six ways the real estate industry may change in the next few years. Uh, number one on this list, this is uh, an article in Forbes, uh, more tools to gather and organize information. Certainly with the internet, uh, that's uh, a lot of the tools right there. Uh, but there's now apps and, and such where people can uh, get informed about what's happening in their market. Really yeah, it's, it's really well organized um, where, where you can go from even Googling a certain neighborhood or Googling a certain address and seeing what, what properties are around them that are for sale. Um, and I think it's going to continue to get better and, and it's going to really help the consumer mm -hmm. buy real estate. Allowing for greater customer access. So this is basically getting uh, online alerts, uh, text alerts, uh, push notifications from yeah, apps. Yeah, like a lot of stuff is becoming automated, right? Mm -hmm. where, where instead of it's, it, it's, it's an automation system that's going to be sending you properties and not a real person, right? So it's... it's Way, way more efficient. Yeah. <laughs> if you can alert on your phone, that ping on your phone always gets gets your attention, right? Oh, for sure. Uh, this one you guys might have to explain a little bit. Blockchain's role will grow. Uh, and basically saying blockchain will play a more significant part in real estate investing and will allow a faster transactional experience. So it sounds like more of the back end is going to be modified or enhanced. Yeah, it should be interesting to, to see where b blockchain brings real estate or, or what what effect it has on it. I mean, it's not something that we've seen it play a significant part mm -hmm. yet but i mean you never know what's going to happen right, right? Uh, this one you guys might take exception to uh reduce and remove the realtor role this is something that people have been trying to do forever this is something <laughs> that, uh -oh. you guys that, aren't going away yeah uh -oh. no this is something that that um you know companies constantly try to develop systems develop technologies develop platforms that that remove the realtor role they're already there. They've been there for, you know, since the dot-com right. era. Yeah. Um, I guess it's something that they haven't perfected yet. Um, you know, like I said we, before, there's over 48,000 realtors on the channel real estate board, 3,000 in Hamilton and another 700 in Niagara. So, I mean, if somebody perfects it and finds a way to, to do it, who knows? We could be the next it, taxi. It, it, I, think there, I think there will always be private for sale, but the thing is... There, there's emotion when selling your house. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and there's emotion when selling your own car. More people trade their cars in uh, just because of the hassles of trying to sell uh, privately. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's tough. It's anything that doesn't have emotion in it, uh, you can buy. You can. You don't right. need. You You're don't need a salesperson. Gum. You don't need a no. salesperson. Yeah. You know. You don't need a salesperson to sell you that couch at the at the uh, furniture store. You don't need a salesperson to sell you that appliance. You want a washing machine for your house. Okay, it does this. Does this. Like all this computer stuff. For me, I don't use. I just mm. need it to do to just wash the clothes already. Wash the clothes. <laughs> Hot, cold, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But. When there's emotion involved in any kind of uh, purchase or sale, you, you, it's nice to have that buffer with uh, a salesperson. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, I'm making the pitch. Of course, I'm a sales representative yeah. with the. Uh, uh, I real think estate. most people would agree. Yeah. Uh, number five, uh, algorithm based automation. So the future of real estate and real estate finance is in algorithm based automation. Sounds high tech. Yeah, yeah. This is something that's more on the finance side that we've seen already. Um, I think it was RBC that that advertised. Uh, they came out with a huge, huge marketing campaign that you know get pre-approved in thirty seconds, right? Where where there's algorithms that can can take all your debt considerations and take all your all your 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 income, and basically see if you can be approved for for how much. So 
that's where the automation side is. Um, before, it used to be used to have to sit down with a, a financial advisor, a financial representative, mm. basically give them all your income documents, and and it w- they would go through a pre-approval, which would take you know a couple days. Right. Um, but now it's it's a lot of it's online, where where you can go online, type in you know a number of variables and figures, and and basically it spits back out to you you know how much you can go buy a house for. It's pretty remarkable. Um, six ways the real estate industry may change in the next few years. The last one on this list, move to, and I think this is already happening, move to electronic and remote settlements, basically meaning signing documents remotely. You don't have to physically be in an office to do it. Yeah, we've been, we're, we're here now. That's something that, that we do on a daily basis is signing electronic documents daily. That's We use it every day. It's, yeah. it's a huge part of our business. It's a huge part of our processes. Um, and even with, with the older generation, it's somebody, something that they've, they've adapted to. Oftentimes, if, you know, if it's an older person, I'll go to them, I'll say, hey, listen, we use an electronic signature process. So if in the event that something happens in the late hours of an evening or, or to make a deadline, we might have to get your electronic signature. And oftentimes they'll say, yeah, we've done it before. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, you know, it's, it's, I'll be like, oh, sorry. But, but it's something that's, it's huge, right? right. Like it's, it's massive. We're where um, in the late hours of an evening, you don't have to be at their kitchen table. You know, you're you're able to relax in the comfort of your own home. So convenient, and and, yeah. and just you know have access to a, a iPhone or a smartphone or or an iPad or a computer. And, yeah. and it's it, well, it, your it's email, really your e- email e- is 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 who you are. You know, yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, so it's it allows us to be super efficient. It allows us to be able to handle multiple clients at once, and allows us to to be um, to be very proactive in terms of you know sending documents mm-hmm. and getting signatures. We got to go. Don't forget, Santa Claus visiting the golfy team office tomorrow from two thirty to four thirty. One Markland, uh, right next to uh, St. Joe's Hospital, be there. Uh, and uh, th- the rumor is false. Rob Golfy is not Santa Claus. But, uh, <laughs> uh, that should be a, a, a grand old time. Guys, thanks again for stopping by, and thanks for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at nine on nine hundred CHML.